Mark chapter number 14, Mark chapter number 14. Chapter and number 14. Mark chapter number 14. Zeke, you do me a favor. See if that's got some heat on it. Need it up a little bit more. Um, while you're turning there, I'm going to give you a couple couple announcements. Um, remember, <clears throat> for then now this announcement's for our singers. Remember, our singers march the sixth. Uh, that's for the guy, the people uh, that sing here regularly on a regular basis. We're going to take them out. Uh, I'm going to take my guitar. Um, we're going to go out to some of our shut-ins that hadn't been able to come to church stuff. We're going to try to surprise them, knock on the door, sing a couple songs for them. Uh, that's March the 6th for the singers. Uh, April the 11th, that's the day, that Sunday morning, that is the day that we're planning on opening into our sanctuary over here. We've got a, we've got a singing group coming, the Tyners, a great group. Um, invite somebody, uh, invite as many people as you can, bring family, bring friends, bring strangers, amen. Uh, April the 11th, um, March the 22nd through the 26th, Brother Todd Black's in revival that week. And uh, the 24th, the 24th, uh, we'll go over there. That's a Wednesday night. So we'll do, we'll do what we normally do. We'll cancel our service here. And, um, and then when we cancel here, we'll just move our service over there to Brother Todd's. Um, that's, what, that's what we're going to do um, for those dates. And um, I, I don't have anything else um, on, my, on, on here that I've, that I've written down. Uh, I kind of try to remember everything, and, and, and that don't work out. <laughs> i got to write this stuff down. I know I'm 25, but i got a brain of a 130-year-old because I forget stuff, amen? And so if I'm forgetting anything, those of you that keep notes a lot, if you see a date that I didn't mention, let me know. Oh, April 11th, that Sunday night, baptism. And all of you that are getting baptized, mom, uh, kids, uh, or moms, dads, you got kids that's being baptized, you need to see me, and, and I need to see their shirt, their shirt size. You need to give me their shirt size. We're going to get shirts made for them for the baptism. They'll wear this while they get baptized. So you need to come see me so I can get those, those, um, those sizes, amen? So I can go ahead and get the order in and have them shirts ready and made before uh, that day, amen. Mark, Mark chapter number 14, verse number 3, if you got that, shout a big amen. Mark chapter number 14, verse number 3. Uh, I'm going to read one verse of scripture. Um, and being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. Now before I get anywhere, anywhere, he said, and being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. But Steve, he didn't have leprosy anymore. Or he wouldn't have been sitting at the table with him. There's a lot of miracles in, in that one verse of scripture right there. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he said at me, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious and she broke the box and poured it on his head. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for your many blessings of life. We thank you, 
God, for everything that you've done for us, Lord, we thank you for everything that you've done in this service. And God, I pray that you'd take, Lord, this little message, Lord, that you've given us. And God, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to uh, preach it to, to its full potential, God. Would you take every word, God, that I'll say, God, and make it for good. God, would you hide it behind hide us behind the cross of Calvary, uh, Lord, anoint our lips of clay, empty us of sin and self, and fill us this morning with your sweet spirit and power from on high in Jesus. Sweet name we ask and we do pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Pretty much everybody here uh, was was here when I preached the message about breaking out of the box. And the first time that we preached, we focused on this entire series about how the enemy likes to take things in our life, Brother Joe, and he likes to put them inside of a box because he thinks it's better with with them with those things being in a box. The first thing we talked about was God putting God in a box and making sure that we break God out of the box and use His his full potential. We talked about the presence that he possessed and things of that nature. And then the second part, we went into breaking ourselves out of the box. Amen. We, we, we breaking ourselves. We focus on the boy uh, in name that died and, and Jesus came and touched his coffin and, and he set up, amen, and, and brought life back into his body. And so the first part was breaking God out of the box. The second part of it was breaking ourselves out of the box and the third and last part but not the least part we're going to focus on breaking our praise out of the box amen in this uh, story we find that every one of the uh, the, 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 the uh, disciples of Jesus was that, that then when they wrote in the New Testament in the four gospels they all had an account of this story of a lady that walks in inside of a house of Simon the leper and, and breaks this box and and one one uh, gospel says, Brother Steve, that it was his head, and another gospel says that it was his foot, and and I believe that it was both. Amen. I believe that one gospel just seen it in one one way and one view, and the other one had a different point of view. But I believe that it was the head and the feet. I believe it was every inch of his body when she poured this ointment on her. And there is a very special meaning in this story. There is a reason why God put this in the Bible. Think about this sometimes when you study out of all the things that Jesus did in his ministry, uh, uh, they're not all recorded in the scriptures. He only took specific things and inspired men to write those specific things. And think about all the things that he did and this story was, was destined to be in the scriptures. Why? Because there is something in it that you and I can learn from. We find this woman who goes in, as we said at the beginning of the text, in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. I love this about the ministry of Jesus. See, he's not like these new age preachers and pastors and they go around and, and say they got healing and they can touch you. You fall out and they take your money. But Jesus was the type of servant to God that went around and, and, he, and he healed people and he touched people and then he went and he ate with them in their own house. He checked up on them. He loved them. Amen. And we find that this Simon the leper a man that had leprosy, a man that was sick, a man who, Brother Joe, and uh, by the law of that town, you could not go anywhere near this man. 
God had touched his life, and now he's sitting at the table with Jesus eating. You know, that's a lot like us. We can see ourselves in Simon the Leper, a bunch of sinners saved by the grace of God. We once were nothing, but now we're seated with something. Amen. And while he is sitting in here, imagine, won't you uh, to imagine this, to picture this in your brain. Uh, here is a, a Simon the leper, a man who used to be sick, but he's not no more. And he's got Jesus coming into his house. And, and they're eating and they're feasting. And the disciples there and the crowd that followed Jesus is probably halfway in the building and some of them halfway outside the building just trying to get around him. And all of a sudden, uh, here comes this little friend woman, this little woman that don't, probably didn't look rich, she probably looked very poor, she probably didn't dress real spiffy, but she probably had raggedy and dirty clothes, and she probably didn't have many people that even knew of her, or maybe maybe she didn't have anybody to walk with her, and she walks up to Jesus, and she takes this box, this box that is very expensive, and she breaks it, and she pours it on the feet and the head of Jesus, and she takes her hair and she scrubs his feet and while she does that brother Ed the disciples the, the ones that are supposed to be church folk and they started to judge her and they said why'd she waste this precious ointment why'd she waste this value that uh, wasn't wasted ointment I want to say this and try not to get too far ahead of myself but anything you do for the Lord is never wasteful it doesn't matter if it's small. It doesn't matter if people around you think it's wasteful. If you do something for God, it is never wasteful. They called it wasteful. She called it worship. There's something that happened here. We've been talking about this box. And, and this is just a three-part series. But Steve, it might end up four or five. It just depends on how many, how many scriptures I see with a box in it. Amen. But this verse of scripture at the ending of it says that she came having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she break the box. That ointment that's on the inside of that box, it is a symbol of her praise. It is a symbol of she was praising the Lord. But you know something about it? That ointment... Ain't worth anything as long as it's inside the box. If it's inside the box, Brother Ed, it ain't nothing but a liquid substance. But when they open the box and it gets outside of that alabaster box, it turns into praise. It turns into ointment. And you may have the best singing gift known to mankind. You've probably seen Beyonce and Shakira out the window. I don't know. You might have an awesome ability to play a guitar, to play a drum, to play a tambourine, to play one of them boxes or whatever. You may have the greatest testimony known to mankind, but guess what? If it's shoved up inside of a box, it ain't worth a hill of beans. You probably got the best praise. You could probably praise God in an amazingly and abundantly amount but if it's stuck inside of a box, what good is it? The story of a man who was very rich. He was rich, egotistical. All he cared about was money his whole life. And he's losing his family and he's losing his friends. And finally his wife said, don't you realize that one day you're going to die and you can't take that money with you? 
He says, yes, I can. And they buried him and they put a big old fat check in there with all of his money in there. But guess what? That money wasn't worth anything in that box. Now, our praise ain't worth anything as long as it's kept inside the box. But you know what? The devil has his way. The devil is having his way with your life when you fail to praise God because what he's done is he's, he's took the praise from you, Brother Ed, and he stuck it inside of the box. He put a lid on it, and you ain't got no praise anymore. Let's just be honest before I, before I get to the good stuff. Let me just be real with you for a second. There are, I don't care if you're having the worst day known to mankind. I don't care if 17, in the, 17 people in the church told you off. I don't care if somebody said something mean to you. I don't care if you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't care if your boyfriend broke up with you. I don't care if your husband or your wife, y'all are, it don't, there are to never be a time that you enter these sanctuary doors that you don't praise God. You say, preacher, why? Because whether or not those things are happening in your life, it doesn't take the fact away that God is worthy to be praised. It doesn't take the fact away that he's been better to you than good. He's done things for you that nobody else would or nobody else could. I don't care if the whole world is crumbling underneath you. There never better be a time that you can't come in here and lift hands up to heaven and say thank you God for what you, but we, we are to never have a dead service. We are to never have a quiet service because we are to pray. You say preacher, are there people like that? You look into this piece of scripture. His own disciples, his own disciples, the one that knew better, were not praising God, were not giving him honor and glory, and the people that know him best, Brother Steve, we come in and sit down, and we've got our praise inside the box. The people that knew him best, the people that walked with him daily, didn't praise. But when somebody else did, they judged her. Say, preacher, what are you trying to say? The people that know best, who's that? That's safe folk. That's, that's you and me. That's the brethren. For they had too many people are not praising God. You know what he's saying? He said the scriptures, if you not praise him, that the rocks would cry out on your behalf. I'm going to tell you something, brother. I don't want no rock crying out for me. I don't want no rock to have to say amen because I won't. Brother, Brother Joe, I don't want a rock to praise him because I won't. Well, I had a bad day, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pout face it and go on and not give God any glory, not give it God any praise. Uh, listen, uh, what we've got to understand is it don't matter. God deserves the praise anyway, and we've got to get to the place where there's never a time, there's never a moment that we don't praise God. I don't care if it's Sunday morning or if it's Wednesday night and three people's in the building. He said we're two or three together, together in my name. I'll be there in the midst and anywhere he is brother we are to praise him and worship him I'm going to give you this before I move on because the Lord wants me to say it be honest with yourself don't think about your neighbor think about you is your praise where it needs to be 
Can you honestly say that you're praising him like he deserves? Can you say that you have come in here this morning and gave him praise? I didn't say enjoy the service. Hello? I didn't say enjoy the service. I didn't ask you if you came in if you enjoyed the service. I hope you did. I asked you, are you sure you came in here and praised him this morning? There's a big difference. We'll find it here in a minute. Number one, she comes in here, brother, the act that she does, coming there breaking that box open, it signifies her past. She come in there. They, they were looking at her, Brother Ed. They looked at her and said, listen, you wasted all of that. That very precious ointment is falling and dripping on the floor. That very expensive box is shattered in a million pieces. You have wasted that. And she is a sinner. She, Jesus, what are you doing around her? She's a sinner. She's a, she's a, if you study it out, she's a prostitute. But Brother Ed, she came in there with that box and she broke it and she poured that ointment on there. See, there's some, there's some deep stuff in that. See, if you study out that box, a lot of people, they're, 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 there's, two, there's two opinions to this box. Both of them may be true. The first opinion, Miss Brianna, was that her family must have been rich and so they bought her that box and put that ointment in there and gave it to her. And the second opinion about that box is that, that, that the place that she would stay when she was doing prostitute work is she'd take that box and if she was available, Brother Steve, she would slide the lid off of that box and that ointment would fill up the room and they would smell it and know that, that she was available. She was available for use and when she wasn't, she would close that box. But why, 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 preacher, when she came in there and she broke that box and she poured out that ointment. Why'd she do that? She was signifying her past. She came to Jesus. He knew her heart. She, I believe he knew that she used that box to say that she was available for men to take advantages of her. But that day she went down to his feet and broke it, Brother Ed. I believe she said, I'm not available to anybody anymore except for you. I don't belong to another man, but I belong to you. I'm not going to sell my life out for anything in this world except for you. What you've got to understand this morning, listen, and listen good, God saved you from a wicked past. God saved you from a hell that you could have spent eternally in. And we've got to give him our past. We've got to come in here and say, God, if he hasn't blessed you one bit this week, you ought to still be able to come in here and say, God, I'm glad that my sins are under the blood and that I'm not who I used to be. Amen. Signify her past. But here's where it gets real, Brother Steve. She didn't come in she didn't come in, Brother Steve, and say, take the lid off. Here, Lord, smell a little bit of it. She didn't come in and, and dap it on his head. 
dap it on his feet. That she would have been given some of her praise. She would have been given a little bit of her praise. Brother Steve, she broke it. Opened it all the way up. And gave it all to him. Number one, it signifies Brother Joe her past. She come in there and broke it. It signified her past to him. It was her praising him for, for the fact that she's not the person she used to be. Number two, not only does she, not only does she signify her past, but number two, she surrenders her possession. Uh-oh. I felt that when I said it. She surrendered her possession. If you study out the life of Miss Mary here, she is a untold you prostitute. She don't make a lot of money. Most of what she makes goes into food and stuff like that. She don't live a luxurious life. She lives a hard life where they in. She hardly got anything. There's days, Brother Joe, she probably don't eat. There, there's days, there's days, Brother Ed, she probably ain't got nowhere to lay her head. There's days she probably ain't got a shower to, to, to clean her body with. She don't have anything. I believe all that she had, Miss Angela, is what her, what, her, what her parents gave her a long time ago, that little alabaster box with ointment. It was very costly. It was very precious. She could have sold it a long time ago for money, but it was too close to her. But that day she had found something in Jesus. That she said it may be the only thing I've got. It may be everything. But I surrender my possessions to him. He said, oh preacher, I have no problem with that. I'll surrender my possessions to God. Really? Really? Can you honestly say that you could come in here this morning and surrender everything to God? Some of you need to work on paying 10% before you think about 100%. All God's people say it. She gave, Brother Joe, everything. She didn't put it in a measuring cup and say, okay, I'm going to give 10%. I'll take the rest back to the house. Well, watch this. She could have gave, her, gave him the ointment and she could have kept the box because the box was very expensive. That's, that would seem like a fair deal, wouldn't it, Brother Joe? I give you the ointment. I praise you with everything that's inside of the box, but I keep the box. Can I tell you this? Her blessing wouldn't have been as great. Her blessing would not have been as great if she would have just gave him some of it. If she would have just gave him the ointment, but she would have took and left the box. She didn't. She gave him everything. I'm going to be honest with you, church. I love you trying to be mean to you and trying to help you this morning, but I don't believe we give it all. I believe sometimes we come in here and we'll say, I'll give him this, and that satisfies my soul. I'll give, I'll give him an amen. I'll give him a praise the Lord. 
I'll give him showing up to his house. That's it. I believe this, brother. I believe in, in this day and hour which we live. I believe what's missing between today's church and the church most of you grew up in is the difference between God's people giving him some and God's people giving him all. You say, preacher, I give him all. I'm here every Sunday. They, they, they seven days in a week. Giving him all. She surrendered her possession. She left that day in man's eyes with nothing. She left that day with absolutely nothing in man's eyes. But what she really left with was more than what she actually brung in. And if you'll come in to the house of God and give him everything that you have, I promise you that you will leave here with more than what you came in with. She surrendered her possession. Number three. And this is finally she submitted her praise. Praise is not, but brother, brother Ed, praise is not something that is invented. Praise ain't something you can create. It's not something that, that you can, you've got a formula to. Praise is something that is sincere and it comes from the heart. See, I'll, I'll prove it to you. She came in and broke the box and she poured it on his head and she poured it on his feet and she took her hair and she wiped his feet. That's praise. But if she would have came in and opened the box and threw it on his body and walked out, that wouldn't have been praise. The box was empty, but it would have been praise because it was created and it wasn't sincere. Just because somebody shouting amen saying hallelujah, that don't mean it's praise. Might not be sincere. Preacher, how do I know if it's sincere? It comes from right here. It don't come from right here. I heard a man say, I think I'll run. Well, that's good. You can run for exercise. But if it's really praise and it's really from the spirit, it'll come from right here. I'll never forget, Brother Ed, the first time God ever really stirred me about standing up and testifying. Now, you've got to understand, I know at this point in time, I know God's called me to preach, but I'm running. And I know if I get up and testify, I might scare that I might get cut loose and start preaching hard. And I'll never forget the first time God really started stirring my heart about standing up and testifying. It didn't come from right here, but it came from right here. You know how I know? Because I was sick as a dog. My stomach was turning in. I mean, I felt my heart, my gut, my gut in my heart. It felt like my entire inside was about to explode out of my stomach. I felt like I was about to pass out, couldn't breathe. I was sweating bricks. I mean, everything was going on because it was coming from the inside. And when it got out of the inside, it came out sincere. It came out true, amen. These people nowadays on TV that's doing it for fun, that's doing it for shows and doing it for money, it ain't real, bless God. But if you'll get some people that really give God everything and that'll break the box in front of Jesus and do it out of their heart. Do it from the inside. It will be praise. The Bible talks about the sweet selling 
smelling savor of praise to the nostrils of God. Now watch this. She pours the ointment on his, on his head, breaks the box and pours it on his feet. One person, listen to me church, one person did that. But the whole room smelt like it. Bless God, I believe the neighbors was cooking fried chicken and said, hold on a second. This smells like ointment. <laughs> See, what happens when one person gets a sincere desire to signify their past and surrender their possession and they submit praise. If just one person does it, it'll reach a second person. And then that second person will read a third person. But watch this now and don't stop there. She takes her hair, Miss Brianna, and she, she wipes the feet of Jesus. So what, now what? Not only does the room smell like it, but when she leaves, she's going to smell like it. She's going to walk by a bunch of lepers and go, lepers going to go, that smells like Jesus. See, when you really get into church and you really start to praise God the way that you should, the way that you know you should, and the way that he deserves, you'll leave out of here and you'll go to the house with lost people and they'll, they'll look at you like something doesn't happen to you because they can feel it. They can smell it when you get to praising the Lord. See, I believe this. I, 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 I'm, I'm preaching if you'll let me. I'm preaching if you'll let me. Brother Zeke, this is what they'll do, okay? We'll come in on Sunday morning. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. We'll praise him in here, but when we get out there, we'll put that praise back in the box. We'll come in like this. Well, Joe, when we leave, can't let the world see it now. I can't let, I, bless God, I can't let my husband know that I come in here and praise God. I can't let, I can't let my coworkers know that I come on Sunday morning at, at like somebody hanging off chandeliers praising the Lord. But we'll come in on Sunday morning. I can't let them church people see me like that. They got to see my praise. Can I be honest with you? It ain't real. If it's like that, it ain't real, Brother Joe. If you'll leave this place and go there Monday, wherever you may go to, work, school, home, it don't matter. Wherever you go to. And you sincerely praise God on Sunday. Wherever you go Monday, people's going to take a second glance at you. You ever heard somebody talk about pregnancy glow? I'm somebody's pregnant, they can look at you and tell that it's glowing. When you start to praise the Lord... You start to glow. I can prove that because there's a study that these alabaster boxes 
that what they were made out of, Miss Brianna, when that, oil, when that ointment would touch it, that it would begin to have a glossy glow about it. When you start to praise God in his house, like you, some of you used to, and like some of you should, and like some of you do, I promise you this community will start seeing it. I tell you what, you know what to get people in here better? You know what to get people in the kingdom of God better, more faster than a $125,000 church model? Sincere praise. Sincere praise will make the difference. So let me ask you again as we stand this morning. Can you honestly say that you praise him like you should? Every head bowed, no one looking around. Just listen to my voice. Ain't nothing wrong this morning. God loves you. But let's just be honest with ourselves. Can you say, let's just say this morning. Have you truly praised him? Maybe you, you say, preacher, yeah, I, I praised him a little, a little bit. I enjoy being in his house. But, but if I could be honest, preacher, I didn't praise him like I probably could have. See, a lot of us praise the Lord like, like he's somebody that did something for us hundreds of years ago and it wasn't that big. But what God does for us, first and foremost, is the biggest thing that ever could happen because nobody else could do it. But every day, Brother Ed, I'll find God's blessings, how he's been good to me. How he's helped me throughout the day, Brother Joe. I, 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 can't, I can't make it without him. And my biggest regret is those times that I was in the house of God. And I didn't praise him the way I could. You say, preacher, you did that? Yes, I did. And I started worrying about all the trouble and all the trial. And I, I forgot about what it was really about coming to the house of God. And I wouldn't praise, I praised him a little bit. I enjoyed being there. I enjoyed the singing and the prayer. But I wasn't praising him with everything I had. The devil, I believe, has put some people's praise inside the box. Say, preacher, I just don't know. Let me, let me ask you a couple questions. You answer them inside. When's the last time, when's the last time you were in service and you actually lifted your hand in praise? How long has that been? When's the last time you've been in service and you, and you vocally said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Bless your name. When's the last time? If it's been a while or you can't remember, there's a good possibility that the devil, unbeknownst to you, has boxed your praise in. But this morning, I'm glad to report to you that you can break the box. You can get out of the box. You can get that praise out of the box and you can start this morning by coming before him and spiritually breaking the box of everything that you've got of your past and your possession and submit your praise unto God. So as they begin to play something on the speakers this morning, would you come?